AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts, the medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're just two unapologetically black women with an opinion who talk back. What's up, y'all? Thank you for tuning in for a new episode of We Talk Back, a show dedicated to you dreamers and chasers. This is your co-host, AJ Holiday. What's up, Tam? Bam. Do anybody want a motherfucking dog? <laughs> Do anybody want a dog? <laughs> I want to pet that dog. <laughs> Let me pet that dog. Oh, my God. Hey, y'all. I love y'all. What's up, Ashley? <laughs> A- no, what's up, Ashley? <laughs> I'm stressed. God damn, are you the IRS? <laughs> I'm sorry, AJ. I'm stressed. God damn. What's the agent from uh, Matrix? <laughs> the agent name off the Matrix. I don't remember. That's you. <laughs> what's up, Ashley? Like, what? <laughs> Y'all, my puppy. I, I kept the rug, my, my rug up off my floor for months trying to train her. And once I thought I had her all the way trained, I put my rug down, and it's like, I never trained her. She like, I ain't never pissed on this before. Let me get on this. Let me see what this be like. Oh, my gosh. She done, she shit on it yesterday, and she pissed on it today. 
And Shame. if y'all want a dog for Christmas, DM me. I'm going to need you to stop getting dogs in there, giving the ass away, y'all. Listen, so I, <laughs> this weekend I attended my cousin's wedding, my cousin Arthur. My first cousin got married, and I have a cousin who Tammy gifted her last dog to. Dog's name was Fendi initially. The dog now, his name is Chewy, and he actually attended the wedding. Nigga was there with a tuxedo on. Because my cousin don't go nowhere without that fucking dog. Well, he found a good home. I'm the dog, uh, I'm the Oprah of dogs. You get a dog. You get a dog, motherfucker, because... I be wanting a dog for a couple minutes. I lo- I love her. She's cool, but it's the piss and shit that I can't deal with. I don't like puppies. You know, I and it's just the same way I don't really like babies like that. I like seven year olds. Yeah, because once <laughs> they get big, they got some sense. Exactly. Like puppies di- is hard. Diamonds, I could keep her. She would never use the bathroom in my house. She was so smart. I mean, when she was a puppy, obviously, but when she got big, she learned. This right here is dumb. Not this right here. It's a Frenchie. This right here. Y'all know them dogs are tarted anyway. Okay. I don't understand why people even like Frenchies. Like, it's not a natural breed of dog. First and it's of all. like, you really. That dog got autism, gangsta. bitch. You think you gangsta? <laughs> <laughs> you, like, really sat right next to me and pissed on my rug while I'm sitting right here is wild. You know, sometimes dogs do things to get attention from you. Like, she knows if she pees, like, she's going to at least get some type of emotion from you. So. Maybe you need to change how you respond to her peeing. Because she's associating that. Even whatever type of response it is, she's... So she want ass whoopings all the time? She she might have gotten conditioned for ass whoopings. I don't know. Are you abusive? <laughs> That's what you call it. <laughs> anyway, how was your weekend aside from cleaning up shit and piss? Oh, gosh. My weekend was good. I went to see The Wiz over the weekend. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes, it was I so... watched it on... Um, Am- what's it on? I think it's on Amazon right now. Oh really? The play? Mm-hmm. The, no, the oh the, the actual, original. Oh, the yeah, with, uh, with um MJ and Diana Ross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um I tried to get my date to watch the actual original before we went, but he didn't do it. So he never seen it before. Uh uh-uh. How old is he? And he's so uh, he. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So he. <laughs> Man, that nigga born in nineteen ninety six. This bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so it was so funny because he like ghetto but not ghetto right so we was at the play and he was like yeah this shit cool as fuck <laughs> yeah this shit all right right here he's like i ain't never did no shit like this before before like shit we can do all the plays and shit <laughs> Shame. oh goodness but it was so much fun that y'all if the wiz is coming to your city you definitely want to go out and see it like they were singing they face off i'm telling you mm. these people could sing and dance and everything and deborah cox was glinda the good witch oh nice so what other stars is in the play um i might want to go she, to it she would be the only one that you would know um so uh his name is avery wilson he plays the scarecrow mm-hmm. amazing amazing how long is that supposed to be in charlotte uh it's over here it's oh, gone damn. it was only for the weekend here and they're moving on but uh it's pre-broadway so they're headed to new york where nice. I heard uh, Wayne Brady. Oh. Wayne Brady will be the Wiz. Uh, once so who's the Wiz here? I don't know who that person was. Oh. But he was good, too. I mean, everybody was ex- amazing. I want to do plays. I used to do plays. I did uh, Dream Girls in Charleston once. Really? How old were you? I was I was still in, this is my last year of high school. And I did plays at Benedict. Really? Yes. I missed that. We did One Monkey Don't Stop No Show at Benedict. 
Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, you were in the drama. <laughs> in the drama. <laughs> that sure makes was. sense. Because you're full of drama. What happened in Sins of the Week? What? <laughs> this week, Tamar Braxton and Krishan Rock. And what's this guy's name? James Wright Chanel. Child. Did y'all see that? Do they have footage out there? Do they have footage out there of her hitting him? I haven't seen any footage of her hitting him. All right, so if y'all have been under the rock, um, Krishan came out during Tamar's performance on her tour, and uh, Tony actually came out, and at first they showed, they had video of uh, Krishan, like, bent over for a picture in front of Tony and Tamar, mm-hmm. and Tony was looking at her like, Bitch. who is this? Uncouth. It, yeah, she clutches pearls. Then the video started coming around of Krishan on stage while Tamar is singing Love and War. And she like dancing like it's a club song. It was just the wrong energy. It was so cringe. I was like, oh, what is happening here? But then it came out that Krishan attacked, uh, well, assaulted, allegedly, James Wright Chanel, who's a background singer for Tamar. And he, he posted a video of him at the dentist getting like some dental work done because apparently she affected his mouth in some way by the assault. Now the guy, James, right. That's a uh, patty, 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 patty. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How you hit this big ass man? He like six foot something. Right. Gotta be. That's a big man that she hit. Yeah. Girl. Where? So Tommy from, um, um, love and hip hop was trying to accuse them of like staging the whole shit. To get more um, attention, attention of no, of visibility on the tour, but Tamar came out. She was like, her tour had been sold out for a whole month, right. and the only reason why they invited Christian Rock is because they were in Baltimore. She's from Baltimore, and they think she needs a hug. Mm-hmm. She wanted to show her. Some you know, love. I just watched her um, her sit down with um, Jason Lee. Have you seen it, Christian Rock? It's like a two hour. I actually watched the whole two hours, and I have some empathy for that little girl. The thing is, is that, you know, when they say what you focus on is what you attract, right? Mm-hmm. So we know that people who are, they have fixations on things. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like a lot of the people we see in entertainment have focused so much on money. That's why it's just drawn to them. Like they, 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 able, they are able to hone in on mm-hmm. things in a way that regular people can't. That's why those, a lot of times those people are like really, really smart people. Mm-hmm. But they have social skill issues. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what we're seeing with a lot of these people who have a lot of notoriety out here. I just feel like, uh, have you ever seen a train wreck and looked away? <laughs> everybody everybody looks at the train wreck. Everybody watches it when it happens, mm-hmm. right? And I think uh, this girl is has suffered. You know, she has had a lot of trauma. Mm-hmm. And uh, she needs guidance. Uh, she really needs some guidance. And then you add money on top and of And you add body. money. And you, she's beautiful, too. Let's mm-hmm. not forget she's a beautiful mm-hmm. girl. So you add all of that, and you get Krishan Rock. And I think people just enjoy watching the mess unfold. If she was, like, came back all solid, if she did a Black China, mm-hmm. she probably, people would stop paying attention. But at Sometimes, but people haven't stopped paying attention to Black China. So you can, you know, do that 360 and people going to still fuck with you. You yeah, can. Yeah, I But agree. you can't. And she even, the things, the thing that makes me like, ah, one minute she's talking with a straight mind and the next minute it's like, these people have slip personalities or they have personality disorders. Something be going on. And then you add children on top of this shit, man. 
But even even with Black China, Black China was in all the tabloids for all the mess. Mm-hmm. When she started changing her life, only Black blogs and stuff like that cared. Nah, she was on. She's been on other other because she's closely connected to the Kardashians. White folks want to know what she got going on too. I've seen her on other people's shows. Oh, oh really? For sure. Okay. People of no color, absolutely. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know what the hell is up with Christian Rock. Uh Tamar is Tamar is known for a lot of little weird antics herself. So they may have plotted all this to bring more attention to no, her. No, I doubt that. I don't know. I doubt that. All of you are weird is, is if you ask me. Anyway. Well, happy uh holidays to all of them. <laughs> um next. <laughs> I can't say this nigga the name to save my life. Who? Say it. Jadina. Jadina. Yes. Isn't he African, right? He's from Africa? Yes. So y'all know the singer, the classic man. So recently, Jadina appeared on, I don't know if it's a podcast, a show. Yeah, okay. Called What's Underneath Masculinity. It's a podcast by Man Enough. The outlet published a 23-minute episode on November 9th. It highlights Jadena's career and personal life, including patterns he's worked to break. Um, I sent Tam a, a clip of one of his things because he seemed to have been taking accountability for things that men just don't have the self-awareness to tap into to see that they're doing, right? right? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't excuse it. Right. He basically admitted to stealing some women's baby-making years, mm-hmm. basically wasting their times. They've built him up over the years, and he basically depleted them. And that is tri- triggering. I'm, I just want to read what he said. I robbed some women of their baby-making years, dragging them along. They build me up. Look at me now, and look at them now. If you were a creative, I folded you into my artwork. If you were in my artwork, I gave you a job, Jadina said, describing past behavior. I mastered your life. I gave you a house, food, everything you needed. I protected and provided for you. I did what men are supposed to do. That last, I feel like that, The I feel like they put two different conversations together. Okay. And I didn't watch the full 23-minute um, episode of this podcast to try and understand like how to talk about mm-hmm. that yeah but it's the, the first sentence i robbed some women of their baby making years dragging them along <laughs> i was like not another wire hanger <laughs> so we felt. know that men know exactly what they're doing whether or not they know what they're doing in the moment at some point they have this realization that they've done these things do they hit some bitches up and say, hey, I'm sorry? Some of them might do it before they get married to the woman that changed them. Mm-hmm. I've heard men say that they've called exes from the past and apologized Apologize. for how they did them. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't call me. <laughs> Just let well enough be alone, be good and don't call me. Yeah, because, you know, a lot. It, it's so funny that you say that because... Um, at homecoming, I got some apologies from men from my past that went to college with me. And I was like, who are you? You know, like, it's just like, save it. The apology was needed back then. I don't need it now. Period. This is for you to absolve yourself at this point. Exactly. Dude, was that you standing next to me? That, that might have been Shaneria when we was at homecoming at the, the, the party we did. Um, this dude who I really, really, really liked, he stopped talking to me. Because I made him late for a football game up here in Charlotte. We were going to go see, I think it was uh, the Steelers play, mm-hmm. um, the Panthers. And I made him miss kickoff. 
and I had a hickey. <laughs> Let me add that part in there. <laughs> so you was getting fucked while I was trying to see this. I wasn't having sex, okay? I didn't have sex with somebody, but I made out with mm-hmm. somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. But we didn't establish an actual relationship. So he, like, for real cold turkeyed me, right? Mm-hmm. And now a couple years later, you checking back for me. Okay, now you married with two kids, and now you're on my line telling me how you fucked up. That is not flattering to me. No. Get the fuck off my phone before I um, fucking three-way your bitch in. <laughs> <laughs> right. Whole married. Get. It's one thing to come back divorced. Yeah, But get. it's another thing to come back still married. Yeah, I don't like that shit. Go on about your business if you know you ruined my damn life. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like we have to take accountability a little bit in that too. Like you, men know what they want. They know what they want. So if they are not showing up for you in a way that you think they should be, they don't like you. Let them go. That's all it is. Because they will do whatever it takes to keep the person that they really want to be with and love them. They, they're going to do whatever you asking them. So now if I got to keep asking you to do some shit, you don't want to do it. Right. Go on. So stop waiting for him to leave your ass. Leave. So speaking of being vulnerable and accountable... Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Jeezy and Nia Long sat down for a conversation about their divorce and self-love. And did you see it? I watched the full thing. I watched I the like full, full thing. context. Mm-hmm. I watched, I, um, the first time I put it on, I fell asleep, I ain't gonna lie. But then I, I ran it back at work the next day and it was really thoughtful and it was good. You know, I didn't even know that Jeezy was that type of man i thought he was gonna come on there like she you know what i'm saying she a crazy stone nah, i know that guy he is a smart man he is i didn't know that's that. how i know he full of shit <laughs> because he's a smart man i think he's a very calculated man yeah i see that, that based on the conversation mm-hmm. that they had i you know and that's how you can't judge a book i'm judging based off of um uh, Thug Motivation 101. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, he ain't that person no He's more. not that person. And he said he's 46. I didn't know he was that much older than me. <laughs> <laughs> now you don't like him? <laughs> <laughs> he was never my type, honestly. <laughs> he's never my type. But um, he talked about being molested, about having a troubled relationship with his mother, about losing his mother. Mm-hmm. Um, he made a, a reference to uh, having your player your best player, and Nia was like, can we use another uh, right. reference besides <laughs> players? Let's not do players. Let's talk about the best horse in the race, nigga. <laughs> How'd you feel about that conversation? I liked it. I liked it. Um, it is necessary, and it's not like, you know, when we hear people talking now on, these, on podcasts, just like us, bitch, people be act, people's ego is so big to where they think like they're the first person to have these conversations mm-hmm. or they're the first people. You're not. As a lot of people having these conversations, they may not be big enough for everybody to see, but it's the same conversations mm-hmm. over and over again. And it's those conversations that need to be had. Right. The only part that I did not appreciate is uh, Jeezy saying how black men need their women when they're at their worst. I don't think he, he may not think about it. He may not have been thinking about it in that way at the time. But for a lot of black women, we feel like men only, need only want us when they're at their worst. When you get... Where you want to go, you get your money up, you go outside of the community. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's done. I remember when um, they, him and um, Gucci Mane did the verses. Everybody was talking shit like, because Jeezy um, showed, supposedly showed like all his growth or whatever. Mm-hmm. And his, which I believe Gucci Mane, he's done a 360 
mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, too. And I attribute that to the woman he's with. You know, but some of the stuff uh, Gucci was saying was like, "Well, you want to nigga, fight. you send some people to kill me. I'm never gonna forget that. Yes, let's get this check together, but I'm never gonna forget you tried to take my life, Jeezy. That this is why I want to talk about self awareness today, right? Because it's recognizing your light side and your dark side, nigga. That shit's still in you. You are capable of still doing that today, and I need you to realize that. I haven't but, forgotten. And his new album is forgive, but don't is, forget exactly what." Gucci did in retaliation or prior to that. I mean, for- he killed the person that Jeez- that Gucci that Jeezy sent to kill him. That's what happened. Okay, and so then I rap about your dead homeboy. He said, "Put him in a blunt." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Well, the thing is, is that Gucci, like I w- if I was Gucci man, like Gucci uh, Jeezy was like, oh, I didn't know this was a fashion uh, a fashion show, you know, because Gucci had on his Gucci. I remember what Gucci had on. Nigga looked so fine on that damn. I mean, like not his face, but the outfit mm-hmm. was." Busting. It was like a Gucci trench he had on with the Gucci turtleneck sweat underneath. It was really, really nice. And, you know, uh, Jeezy alluded to the, to the fact that, you know, I, I buy real estate. I don't buy clothes. Like, Keisha Kayor was a realtor. You don't think these people own properties? They was just going back and forth. Yeah, but, you know, from out, like, I would have hit, I would have hit uh, Jeezy with the shit. At least I ain't leaving my wealth to another damn race of people. <laughs> <laughs> transferring that goddamn wealth because now this yeah, is why yeah. I don't fuck with Jeezy because he because he got with a, a woman yes out of the black and community. I don't care who knows it like I don't trust you if you're not with a black woman I'm looking at you some type of way Nia said that when black women supported her the way they did she was surprised by why her. girl we how? fuck with you how she didn't know that everybody loved her that's crazy you know, because I guess you just be being you and to her, she's a regular person. And mm-hmm. she's, you know, not just like I feel like how do you play with Neil Long? Everybody wants Neil Long. But I guess once you get the thing, men always get too familiar with you. Like they always forget who the fuck you are. That's why occasionally you got to do shit to remind them. I don't think that's just a male thing. I just think that's a people thing. You get the big shiny car and after a year, it's not a big shiny car no more. Now it's just your car. You get the big old house and you love the house. Like everybody look at my beautiful house. After a few years, it's like, I just want something new. But that that's people. people who, no, I don't know. That's people who don't practice gratitude. You know what I'm That's saying? That's most people. Yeah, I guess. I was, was sitting with someone and like, I always pray before my meals. And that was like, they was like, I really need to start praying before I eat. I was like, are you not grateful for this meal? I mean, I am, but I ain't, you know. Until they don't have it no more. Right. You got to be grateful. And I tell them like, being grateful for what you already have is how you get more. Exactly. That's why I need to go clean my car right now. Because in my mind, I'm driving around in a Bentley. It is a Bentley. So keep it clean like it is one. Because <laughs> you treat that Bentley different from your Honda. Right. All right. We're grateful for these sponsors. Y'all listen to this commercial. We'll be right back. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. iHeart Podcast Awards 2023 Podcast of the Year, Las Culturistas, with SNL's Bowen Yang and comedian Matt Rogers. There's stuff happening in 2024 that we really need to address. Pop culture and huge guests like the latest episode with... Dua Lipa! The more I think about it, the more scared and nervous I get. Listen to the newest episode of Las Culturistas with Dua Lipa and all episodes on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Las Culturistas to start listening all right i feel like our stupid internet news this week is a great segue into what i want to talk about which i probably mentioned earlier on self-awareness okay (laughs) what is self-awareness it is a noun it is a word itself itself uh hyphen awareness um conscious knowledge of one's own character feelings motives and desires 
right? So it's said that the more self-aware you are, the better your relationships are, the better you treat people. You're less likely to lie, steal, and cheat when you have self-awareness. But I think I, I read that, but I feel like Sometimes motherfuckers is self-aware and they still do bad shit because that's just who they are. Yeah, they're aware <laughs> that they ain't shit. Right. And okay with it. <laughs> right. So I don't feel like it really like just makes you be a better person. It just makes you deal with who you are better. Ooh, but listen, it's it. You know, in these last couple of years, I feel like I've been trying to be more accountable for who I am, and I and I have to strip away all that. You know, all of this protective armor and look myself in the mirror. And sometimes I ain't happy with who I see, you know. Like literally that, look in the mirror. Yeah, like look at my soul and the real mm-hmm. truth of who I am. And sometimes I ain't happy with who I see, but that's okay. As long as I realize those things and start doing the work. Remember when I used to be like, what does What's that the work? mean? What is the work? What is that? But now I actually am more understanding of what the work is without having someone to put the instruction manual in front of me and do those things and my greatest thing that I have to work on and I and I know and I'm actively working on it is how I respond to how I'm being communicated with right Mm -hmm. and my how I communicate back bitch that's me so (laughs) some I'm like working on not being a rattlesnake Cause like you go low and I'll go to hell sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. And I've I been... feel like sometimes going to hell is necessary though to help other people realize. But no, that. sometimes <laughs> you gotta let them figure out their own shit by themselves. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm realizing. Don't worry about yourself. This the name that you got for this. Mm-hmm. I have to like I don't worry about your damn self. It's the episode name. <laughs> Taking when somebody's being vile and nasty to me. I don't, I'm like, especially someone I love, mm-hmm. I learned not to take it personal. I might be mad in that moment. I'll just walk away from it and then go back and say, hey, I love you. No matter what you said, I love you. And I'm still here for you. Uh, depending on like, it can't be like the worst shit ever. Like, mm-hmm. but if I, oftentimes it don't have nothing to do with me. That's what I'm realizing. A lot of times things outside of you have nothing to do with you. Um, it said that 95, 95% of people think that they are self-aware, while the real number is close to 10 or 15% of people who actually are self-aware. So that means 80% of us are lying lying to to ourselves ourselves. most Mm. of the time. What do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. Shit. I used to be a member of the 80% and sometimes (laughs) I still am, you know, like it's a constant battle of stripping away all your armor of I don't even know what to call it, armor of self-protection and seeing yourself for who you are and working on it. So there's two kinds of self-awareness, right? So it says the two kinds of self-awareness, and y'all, this is coming from study.com. It says the two kinds of self-awareness are private self-awareness and public self-awareness. Public self-awareness is a moment of realization that only involves yourself. Mm -hmm. This could look like realizing you have feelings for someone you just returned from a date. You just return home from a date. So you go on a date with somebody and you get home like, damn, I might like them. That's self-awareness? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you, you may not have been acting like that with them like while on the date. Um, public self-awareness, that's the private. Okay. So public self-awareness is the ability to understand how others perceive you and usually follows social norms, ensuring you practice your valedic- valedictorian speech so you don't make a mistake is a form of public self-awareness. 
So you're acting for people out in the public. See, I have trouble with that. Am I supposed to? I don't. I don't either. <laughs> but and that's why people be like, either they love me or hate me, you know? Yeah. But I don't know how to do that. Me either. I don't know how to be somebody else. So I might come out real brash to some people and other people's other people respect how real how real I am. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to sugarcoat shit. Me neither. The only way sometimes I I feel like I could do better. Sometimes I feel like maybe I should practice a little bit more. I remember one time uh, I was doing this client's hair and she when she comes, she always talked real bad about her boyfriend. Right. Mm -hmm. She just vent to me about all the bad things. And then she came in and my sister was sitting there. Well, she was walking by. I said, you still with that no good ass nigga? When she came and sat down for her appointment. Mm. And Tanya was like, you just be saying anything to people. And I was like, was that wrong to say? <laughs> was that wrong to say to and you, to you? If she has self-awareness, she'd know that she's with a no good ass nigga. And she shared the worst thing about her no good ass nigga. So what you said was valid. Did she tell you at any point anything good about this person? Mm-mm. So is she still with the no good ass nigga? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need real people in our lives to put the whole mirror up to us sometimes like that. And it may come off too blunt. You have to have cooth, right? Sometimes I lack tact. Me too, cool apparently. When I say certain things. I used to think, like, maybe I'm mildly on the spectrum because I don't even be <laughs> Bitch, knowing. we all are. <laughs> I don't be knowing that. What I'm saying is inappropriate. <laughs> and I'd be like, that's wrong. Sometimes I say some shit whole series and everybody busts out laughing. And I'd be like, wait, that was not a joke. I was whole serious. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you got to be careful what you say. And I'm a firm believer that it is okay to shut the fuck up sometimes. So sometimes not I, we talk back. It's okay to shut the it fuck up. It is okay. Sometimes if I if I have something negative to say, I'll just not say nothing. Mm-hmm. I will fucking smile and nod your ass to death. Just to keep my thoughts to myself. Because, mm. you know, you don't always have to hold a mirror to people. But I do want to be um, surrounded by people who help me build self-awareness. Yeah, sometimes me too. Sometimes you can't see yourself. So you have to depend on people who actually fuck with you and who actually love you to help you become more self-aware. And, th- and you know what? And that's one thing I'm working on. Because anytime somebody put a mirror to my face, I'd be like, well, bitch, what about the time when you ate the food? Out the-? <laughs> like, I just come up with whatever I can say versus... <laughs> to counter what they saying. Versus listening and receiving the information. And even though it's hurting, I need to take it for what it is because... But here's the issue. Because sometimes it's not delivered from a place of love. Mm-hmm. they're only telling you the truth about you in that moment to hurt you. Right. And that makes the difference mm-hmm. when it's delivered from a place of, I want you to know this because I love you and I want you to be better from whatever this is. But those conversations often, oftentimes only come up in the midst of turmoil. You know what I'm saying? But like that's if everything is cool between us, like well, why no, would I be saying anything but crazy? Sometimes you need to say it though. Like uh, if you ask, like, let's say, you ask for advice on something mm-hmm. and you're going off and you're heated, but you wrong and strong and wrong. Mm-hmm. Sometimes as friends, we don't say it, you know? Right. We just let you have it. But me, I'd be ready to tell you, girl, <laughs> uh-uh, you, you want shit for that. 
you know, I was having a conversation with my homegirl on the way up here, and she's dating this guy. And I'm, I hope she, I'm not saying any names anyway, so it shouldn't. It's just a situation. A, a situation. She's dating a guy who has a situation going on, right? She knew about his situation before they got together. Now, they just madly in love now, right? And she can't really, and he gives her a lot of attention, a lot of time, all that stuff, right? But I guess like the little spurts where he's with this other person that he's still trying to figure out how he can sabotage with them because he probably really wants to be with her, right? But this is an existing situation he got to figure out. You can't just expect somebody to just change overnight, mm -hmm. right? And she was like, I asked God for a man. Why would he send me an unavailable man? I said, you know what? People need to realize that this, is also, this also comes with self-awareness to me is realizing that God is inside you, mm -hmm. right? So it wasn't God that created the situation for you. You created it. Mm -hmm. you are going after these unattainable people. So you got to figure out what is it about you that is creating these situations for yourself. And then also remembering that it's not happening to you, it's happening for you. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you probably are supposed to be with this person, right? But then you have to give him some type of grace to figure out this whole other situation that you knew about before you got with this nigga. Or... <laughs> 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 or God didn't have nothing to do with sending you that That's nigga. That's what I'm saying. That, the devil, that, this might be the devil's word. But the, the devil and God is in you. That's the thing. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So You're creating all these situations you this, for your fucking self you and then putting man, accountability and he on somebody else. And then when he become yours and then he find another mm. version of you with somebody else, mm. you lose him how you get him. Mm. <laughs> so I like to think that I be owning souls right here. So once I say you mine, bitch, you mine forever. I don't give a fuck about what you got going on with anybody else. <laughs> I own a couple niggas in this lifetime. <laughs> I know for sure. I don't own nobody. I do, man. bitch. I, I don't want to own nobody. I might be a whole collector. <laughs> a whole collector? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I might be a whole collector. All right, let's talk about how to get to more self-awareness. Yeah, so they're saying I saw to build more self-awareness, one of my things I'm trying to get more into is journaling. Mm -hmm. <sighs> my hand be hurting. I done bought you 17 journals to write in. <laughs> And occasionally does. I write in them. Do you I really? gotta find them first, but then, then I write in them. Write in them for sure. One of them might be in that fucking bag right there. I definitely, uh, Tammy definitely has bought me a gratitude journal, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, you bought me a gratitude journal, and then a um, a journal for productivity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which go fucking hand in hand right bitch because if you ain't doing shit what you writing about <laughs> <laughs> i actually got another book in there for you i was gonna wait to give it to you for christmas but you should just take it with you what is it it's it's actually uh something to do while you're high god damn it you get another high, you get high in your journal it's actually just for when you're high i need an app i need something i could talk to and it writes out shit your hands don't hurt when you write uh -uh, I use my hands all day, remember? Yeah, so like my to. hands be hurting when I write too much. That's why journaling is just. All right, so I'll find you an app for this Christmas. <laughs> and pay for the subscri subscri subscription yeah, for a year that. for me. Okay. Uh, therapy is another way to find self-awareness. Uh, but only if you, like, I had a therapist. It was a man. He was, you know, not much older than me. He was attractive and single, and I was in there lying the whole time because oh I wanted God. him to like me. Yo. I wanted my therapist to like me, so instead of just telling him, 
I've been promiscuous. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> my grandmother just died. <laughs> right? And I'm sad. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. So you got to like, if you're going to get a therapist, you definitely got to go in there and be honest. And that takes self-awareness because you got to be honest with yourself first. I remember, and I hate, I, and I, this is one of the things that I know I have to, so, so trying to be more self-aware, they tell you to stop, stop focusing on the why and focus on the what, like what can, what can you do different as opposed to saying, why is this happening? Because mm-hmm. you get stuck at the why. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying not to fucking even think about my last relationship for real, mm-hmm. but I just thought about it because we was talking about therapy and I remember like going to therapy with this nigga and I'm like this is why I feel like you need to go to separate therapy couples therapy is cool but oftentimes people need individual therapy because I remember I think you this nigga telling me mm-hmm. that he was lying to his therapist I can't fuck with you if you, be, if you be lying to your therapist. You literally are not trying to help the person that's supposed to be helping you help you because you're lying to them. Yeah, that's why I had to change my therapist. <laughs> I had to change because it was like... That's a mental illness. You can't help me because you're too fine. <laughs> you're too fine to help me, sir. Not you realize you're, you are you need an ugly therapist. I need an old you got black a woman <laughs> with a mustache. <laughs> That's my therapist. Got to be an old black lady. It can't be no young black man or no young black woman. Because one bitch, what you telling me? Because uh, no, it wouldn't even be that. It would be like I don't want her to judge me. She's like my peer, and I right. don't want her to judge me. Right. And him, I kind of want to throw him some pussy, so I can't <laughs> tell him the truth about me. I need someone like a grandma who got all this wisdom from right. life experience, and <laughs> and that's it. Shame. That's a damn shame, man. Not you throwing pussy at the damn therapist. No, like, uh, oh, I didn't throw it at him, but he was somebody that I potentially would want to throw some at. You know, I didn't, I didn't, you know, go there. But... I think older black lady is good, like a fifty-something year. Yeah, fifty. They can't be too old because then you right out of touch. Yes, right. You don't know really what's going on out here. Like my gynecologist, I like my gynecologist to be an older black woman. I don't want no young, young man staring in my vagina unless he' about to eat it. I don't. Okay, um, here are some <laughs> tips to cultivate self, self-awareness, okay? Uh, be curious about who you are. To be self-aware, a person needs to be curious about themselves. Um, our minds and bodies are territories for which we yet need roadmaps. Every person has some roads they do not wish to take and some roads they feel are worth exploring. How far you'll how far you'll go in your journey of understanding yourself depends on what you're ready to explore and experience. I can tell y'all figuring out who the fuck you are that that people don't do it because it's fucking scary and it hurts. Mm-hmm. Like things that people have told you about yourself that you may not have deemed true at some point. Maybe you might have, you might be driving down the street one day and be like, damn, that motherfucker might be right. I ain't shit. (laughs) (laughs) That nigga might be right. Yeah. You know, a friend asked me what I learned from my last relationship. She asked me this maybe about a month ago, and I'm still trying to find the lesson Mm -hmm. in that relationship because they say everything is a lesson. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the lesson, and I'm trying to find a lesson without blaming him. You know, like, what is a lesson about myself where I could have done better? 
You know what I'm saying? I know the things I I could have done better in a relationship, but you also got to be in a relationship with somebody who's going to cultivate you being better. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be in a relationship or a, any even a friendship with somebody who just doesn't bring out the best in you. Right. You know, not, not to say that that person is bad. Y'all just may not bring out the best in each other. Right. And that's okay. And that's really the last thing I said to that nigga. Like, we just, you know, we just didn't bring out the best in each other. Not saying that you're bad, not saying I'm good. Right. We just weren't compatible. Good for each other. Um, it says you got to let your walls down. Not your coochie walls, but, right. you know, the, the the walls around your heart. That that uh, <laughs> that armor that I was talking about. Yeah, you got to soften yourself a little bit. So it says, when we see something we don't immediately like in ourselves, our first reaction could be to defend ourselves from it which is partly why self-awareness is so challenging. Try to let go of judgment and the instinctual urge to protect yourself. It mm-hmm. says you become uh, self-aware through a willingness to let go of defensiveness mm-hmm. and yep, and an openness to seeing yourself in a way that is different from what you have always assumed. Often this means you have to be willing to see yourself in a less than positive light. Yeah, that's what I that's what I was just saying that I went through. Like I had to be like, I'm the shit, but maybe not the shit that I think that I am. And <laughs> I have to shadow work on self. It. Yeah. It's dealing with your shadow self, it's dealing with your subconscious mind, which really runs you. Mm-hmm. The shit that you think about in your sleep. The things that, you know, it's, it's said that we have like 70,000 thoughts a day. I probably got 200,000 mm-hmm. thoughts a day, bitch. I can't focus on shit because my brain be running. But it's, it's, it's trying to deal with your shadow self. So you can walk around like, oh, I'm just grand, grand, grand. You're not dealing with the worst part of you. Yeah. I know I can be fucking devilish mm-hmm. when I want to. And I embrace that. I can fucking wreak havoc on a motherfucker if I need to. Mm-hmm. I can do that. And that's an aspect of me that I accept. You know what I'm saying? But like, are you going to do anything to like... No. You want to wreak havoc on people? No, I, I don't want to, but I feel like sometimes it might be necessary to protect yourself. Okay. Sometimes it might be necessary. Right. I'm not going to pretend like I'm just this, this great person because, you know, I'm good, but I am not nice. And mm-hmm. I know that about myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm always going to do the best by whoever... I'm dealing with in any situation, but I'm not a pushover. Yeah. But do you feel like nice makes you being nice person makes you a pushover? I don't want to be perceived as, um, somebody that you could play with. No, I don't. Not in this world. So you think, uh, (laughs) not in this fucking world, a a nice person. If you're perceived as nice, you perceived as to be played with. Yeah. I feel like people, um, who lack self-awareness mm-hmm. sometimes will do things to people that they may not recognize as being fucked up. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to tell you, yeah, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to act like it doesn't bother me. Well, I know some really nice people that will put your head between the washer and dryer. Yeah. So yeah. you can't really be good and not be nice. Right. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But I don't want to be perceived as just this nice person. I want to be perceived as a good person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't okay, play with me. <laughs> <laughs> don't fucking play with me 
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. iHeart Podcast Awards 2023 Podcast of the Year, Las Culturistas, with SNL's Bowen Yang and comedian Matt Rogers. There's stuff happening in 2024 that we really need to address. Pop culture and huge guests like the latest episode with... Dua Lipa! The more I think about it, the more scared and nervous I get. Listen to the newest episode of Las Culturistas with Dua Lipa and all episodes on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Las Culturistas to start listening. 
Keeping a journal, we talked about that, and note what triggers positive feelings. One thing people, like my mama said, trauma is the buzzword. You know, she sent me this long text message one day and saying this new word trauma is such a buzzword. Now, it's not a buzzword. It's our generation recognizing that, right. hey, y'all did y'all best, but maybe sometimes it just wasn't good enough. And, and it, we're trying to recognize shit so we could do better by our offspring. Right. And it, and it will continue to grow and grow and grow. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just how it works. Mm hmm trauma explains your triggers it doesn't justify them mm -hmm. right so just because you have this trauma and i think and i say this a lot men right they want to be able to get a woman that they could be vulnerable vulnerable with and unpack all their traumas on that is not what your woman is for you know the two of you yes y'all should, should be able to help each other in whatever situations whatever mental anguish you're going through y'all should be able to help but you got to go to therapy you know what I'm saying? Because the therapist is maybe a little bit more equipped to handle the things that you're going through. Mm -hmm. You can't unpack all your childhood trauma on me and think I'm going to use it to justify your behavior towards me. Oh, he does this because of that. Oh, I still love him. No, you got to work on those things. Yeah, I mean, I, I want my man to feel like he can share whatever with me, mm -hmm. you know, but I also don't know what to do with all of that. I'm trying right. to figure out my own shit. Exactly. So I agree with you. Like, you know, we all need therapy for our individual traumas. But I do want you to give me grace if you know this is what why I'm fucked up in this way. But you see me actively working on it. Please give me some grace. Right. Because you're going to, it's work in progress. Right. And it, and it could be a lifelong commitment. I don't think anybody could ever be 100% self-aware and have 100% um, emotional intelligence. Right. But every day you got to be working on it. Mm -hmm. So now if you fall off the bandwagon, you know, 15% of the time, I got grace for you. But if on a daily basis, like you just being this ugly person and I'm supposed to use the fact that you were abused as a child to justify how you treating me who didn't abuse you, I can't fuck with you. You got to get on out my life. I agree. You know, and the more self-aware you become, the less shit you deal with from other people. But I just think we're all going to become so self-aware that nobody going to have nobody. <laughs> no, because it goes in also to how you treat people. So if you love yourself, right, mm -hmm. and you're self-aware, like this thing bothers me and this person is unwilling to change this thing that bothers me, you might have to step away. It's not about changing people anymore. It's about changing yourself. So just like our guest we had on last week, Ferb. This girl is young as hell, 24 years old, and she realized that she can't change her parents, right? So let me change how I deal with them so we can still remain family. Right. That is a lot of self-awareness to have young at that young age. Right. Because it took me a very long time, and I said that last week, it took me a long time to realize, listen, your parents are who they are. Some people are who they are. Either you're going to deal with them or you aren't. And all a relationship is is how much you can deal with from somebody else because everybody comes with their shit everybody comes with their bullshit but it's just how much of somebody else that you can take and right. when you can't take it no more the relationship is over and that could be your mama your daddy whoever it is you know what i'm saying so um yeah keeping that journal um as you are journaling pay attention to your day ask yourself how do you feel if there are any if there are any negative feelings associated with the day think about what triggers may have caused them to bubble up for any positive feelings, think about what may have triggered you to feel happy while journaling. Um, substitute some screen time with people. Ooh. Bitch, we recording right now. Why are you on your phone? 
Girl, I'm sending emails. I'm sorry. I'm listening, though. (laughs) (laughs) You see, it says the average amount of time we spend alone gazing at our screens now surpass our time in face-to-face contact. Science tells us that we need reflections to develop our sense of self in reflection to others. As we spend more time alone and on our devices, we miss the essential human mirroring. The symptoms of lack of mirroring are becoming more apparent in our society, increases in anxiety, lack of lack of empathy and intense self objectification mm-hmm. um, as in a self selfie craze. Right. There's a there's a call, if not an angry cry for greater self-awareness and reflection. I agree, especially when you look at these um Young people who have grown up in the era of social media, yeah. they don't give a fuck about nobody. Oh my gosh! And their so social selfish. skills are so bad; mm-hmm. it's really scary. They're like weirdos. Yeah, to me, yeah, definitely <laughs> weird as fuck. Hello. I listen. One thing I let me tell you something I I hate, and this might be my auntie starting the show. Don't text me something without greeting me first. Don't text me and be like. You know, I. <laughs> What's the name of that you restaurant? You never said that to me, but I realized that's what you like because you always say a hey, uh, hey girl, or something via text first. Yes, always mm-hmm. because li- greet me. Don't ask me. Um, a. W- what's the name? No, not even nothing. Just what's the name of that restaurant you posted on your social media? I'd be like, hello, how you doing? <laughs> you old bitch. Because who the fuck is you That's talking to? That's what old to? people do. Who the fuck are you talking to? Greet me Who the first. fuck is you talking if you, to? If you walked up to me, you wouldn't just ask me a question. Right. You would say hello. Hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fuck? I don't know. Did I, like my grandma used to say, did I sleep with you last night? Right. Because you come in and you and greet them. Right. Mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the internet is crazy now. I got my Instagram set on a two-hour timer. Now, what I should be doing in those two hours is like posting content to our social media page, but I don't do it. I fucking scroll for hours and then I ask the phone for 15 more minutes to fucking scroll some more. It is a problem. I have my shit, my shit set on a two hour limit and every day I hit the shit to discard the timer. I don't even, I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. I'll be scrolling. You can set limits on your I will put on a show and start the show episode over 17 times because I'm scrolling. It's bad. So, you know, the social media apps, they do give everybody like a dose of dopamine. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're getting. Instant dopamine with Instagram, especially when you post a picture and And people liking it, it, loving it. You going back to see the notifications, who commented. It's fucking weird. And you lack self-awareness. On Facebook, when I like post a picture and I see people love it and then I see a like, I'm like, bitch. (laughs) The love was right next to it. Are you blind? <laughs> the love was right next right, to so it. Right, so they made a conscious a conscious decision to, to only like only your shit. Only like my shit. <laughs> shady. <laughs> that is shady, bitch, and I see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, social media is definitely going to be the fucking death of us, man. It is causing people to get way, way, way further away from the fucking truth. <laughs> from right. the facts. You know what I'm saying? It's just telling us a bunch of lies. I mean, I'm so fine in person. Like, I could be super fine on the internet, though, if mm-hmm. I want to be. Right. <laughs> I was just saying to my friend, like, 
I used to love my regular face before filters. I know, man. And now I'd be like, ooh, what filter I'm going to use? Instead of just my own face, the shit is crazy. And that's why I don't post a lot of pictures because I have I, I, I feel like I have a pretty good bit of self-awareness, right? Mm-hmm. And I pride myself on being a real nigga. And if I'm posting images that don't look like me, I don't feel like I'm being a real nigga. Like people literally be like, oh, you so that is not your face. And it's hard for me to post my regular face when everybody posting a filtered face and everybody looks way more beautiful than me. Like Cause this, they're filtered up. Cause they fucking filtered up, and I don't feel comfortable posting a thousand pictures with a filter on. Cause bitch, that ain't you. That's not you. It is me. That is not la, you. La 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 la. I can't hear you. That is me. <laughs> See, you got people out here with zero self awareness going and getting their face done to match, match the, the filter. filter. That's crazy. That is now. fucking weird because behavior. I feel, but here's the thing. I don't. I feel like I'm beautiful in person. Um, more, I thought like I look way better in person. Yeah, I translate better. Uh, the, but the, I think it's my aura, my spirit, my smile, my right. energy that Everything. exudes all mm-hmm. this, the beauty that you can't see in this picture. Right. You know, so I feel like, I don't know. Do you feel like iPhone be uh, intentionally making you look ugly? Because I swear to God, I, I look real good on Android phones. I don't know. I don't ever touch an Android. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> look, I feel like Apple intentionally making people look ugly so they go use filters. Not iPhone got a uh, fat mirror on the uh, camera. I feel like they're doing something in them settings. I don't think so. I really feel that way because, like, I look in the mirror. And I know, I know perception is a thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I perceive myself to look one way when I look in the mirror. Bitch, when I look on an iPhone picture, I'm like, well, that is not my face. Like, who are y'all playing with? <laughs> is it just me? Am I tripping? But anyway, um, number six says, ask others how they see you. You got to be ready for the responses. Um, Not only should we build out our face-to-face social actions, but also use a portion of this time to learn about how our loved ones perceive us. Talk to your closest loved ones and be courageous enough to ask them how they perceive you in various situations. Um, Getting perspective on how you behave or come off in certain situations can help us bring into our awareness Something that was previously invisible to us. Therapy is great for this too. So talking to people and asking them, hey, how, you know, and this, well, you know, I saw a post the other day that said, once I call my best friend and she tell me I'm right, it's over for you. <laughs> <laughs> Your best friend cannot always tell you you're right. No. She no. got to be objective at some point. Right. Sometimes she got to tell you she, you wrong. Like, bitch, you fucked up. Or you got to find, like, maybe your best friend is just always in your corner. You got to find that person that you know is going to tell you either way, you know? Like, uh, I don't think that's how that was supposed to go. Yeah. Um, But you got to be also ready for what people tell you. I would like to. I try um, to offer one of my very good friends some truth about herself. And, I, you know, uh, and about me at the same time. You know, like, this is something we're similar on. This is something we both can work on. Mm-hmm. And she was like. That's not true. And I was like, well, ask our other friends in our group. But when you ask them, I need you to be ready to hear it, you mm-hmm. know, and be open-minded with it. Baby, that shit went all the way left. Ain't nobody talking right now. <laughs> you done started some shit. <laughs> I did, but I wasn't, that wasn't the goal. It was it didn't come from a place of argument or angry or it was just trying to encourage some self-awareness for both of us. And she might, she might go to the, she may, she might do this in private, the private self-awareness assessment. Mm -hmm. She might do it in private, but she may not 
have the depth to actually tell you you were right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, I thought about this. Like, some people, some people just got to leave alone, man. Yeah. Honestly, some people and worry are just impossible. And worry about your damn self. Right. So some people are do. just impossible people. So even if you tried to put yourself in the mix, because everybody can work on things, right? So me not trying to single you out by yourself, I'm like, you know, we both can work on this. I and I like- recognize it in you because I see it in myself. Right. That's how I presented it, you mm-hmm. know? But... Child. Some people may never have any. I mean, they they're gonna always forever be a part of that eighty mm-hmm. percent. We don't have any self awareness, and they don't care to because it's their world. Yeah, and bitch, you ain't gonna exist in it or not. I can't deal with people like that. But um, like you said earlier, like sometimes you have to see who people are and adjust so you can deal with them. Like so, now I just mm-hmm. know that I have to adjust how I move with you. you mm-hmm. know? That's it. Short spoon or long spoon. Mm-hmm. Um, number number seven says, angry at someone? Take the third person perspective. Ultimately, the benefits of self-awareness are to serve not only you in emotional man- management, but also to serve your relationships. Um, if you catch yourself raising your voice, you may feel justified due to being upset. However, for the person with you, the second person, the experience will be quite different. Trying to imagine yourself in the person's place will improve self-awareness, reduce defensiveness, and quite possibly improve your relationship with that person as well. Third person is particularly effective for people who are overly self-critical or who trend to be self-destructive. What would you advise if you were a caring friend watching your behavior? That would be taking a third person perspective. So... I'm going to be honest. So, and I still don't feel like I'm wrong. Y'all know the the public argument that we posted because it was a conscious decision we made to post this argument. Mm -hmm. And I did take a lot of feedback into consideration. And Mm -hmm. again, I still don't think I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. right? Because there are some things that the public can't see that may have transpired that led to that particular moment. That's what I didn't take into consideration, that people would be looking at this one moment. Mm -hmm. They don't see the buildup to this one moment. Mm -hmm. Right. So whatever. But that I rewatched it and I decided that that's when I decided I'm not arguing with people no more because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to argue with anybody anymore. So I don't feel good when I argue. I literally my blood pressure be going up. Mm -hmm. I have anxiety. All type of shit be happening. I got a fart fucking (laughs) palm sweating. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do it anymore. So what can I do? Different, differently how could I present differently going forward to avoid conflicts you you you're not going to be able to avoid every conflict mm-hmm. but some things can be resolved without yelling and getting that fucking mad and you know part of it is just me shutting the fuck up sometimes just you know what I'm saying if you if you like it I love it type shit yeah I also don't feel wrong and you know and I just feel like we have to agree to disagree sometimes just for the sake of just moving forward. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we're not going to, we have different perspectives on things and we're just going to see it differently, you know? Mm-hmm. And despite what anybody on the outside looking in for this one particular moment says, you know, we have our individual feelings and just res- respect, you know, each other's feelings. That's a, that's where I'm at. As yeah. long as I try to respect yours and you try to respect mine, we can always work together. And that's all. That's I don't all ever want to get better though. Yeah. Respecting people. and I, right. And I think <laughs> I think since then we've gotten better. 
Yeah, yeah. because I, I mean, also because I, I, I feel like we probably, you have to look at the bigger picture and the bigger goal of mm-hmm. all things. Right. That, that is how you make things better, you know, especially in a business relationship. Mm. We just watched one of the biggest podcasts fall out. Yeah. And, and I, was, no and I prayed friends. about that. And I was like, Lord, don't let that happen <laughs> with us. And I under, I under, from the outside looking in, I can see how that happens. Mm-hmm. I can see how that happens. Um, without knowing exactly what transpired. Right. It's hard being in relationships. Yeah. A lot of people have a problem being in a relationship with themselves. That's what this episode is about. Right. Like, a lot of people don't have a relationship with themselves. So, how are you expecting somebody else to deal with you? You can't even deal with yourself. Or a healthy relationship with themselves. Yeah. You can't even deal with you. And now you going out in the world and and thinking other people are supposed to be able to deal with you? Absolutely not. Right. So, worry about your fucking self. Deal with you. Okay? Um... We got two more on the list and we're going to um, close out. But so keep checking in with yourself and a list of your feelings. Clinically, the most effective method for the development of self-awareness is a pause and brief check in with oneself. How am I feeling right now? What do I think might be driving that feeling? Um, this may seem absurdly simple, but in practice, it may be quite difficult. Um, many need to carry a list of possible emotions with them as they begin to exercise. You just carrying around a list of shit. <laughs> uh, let me check my list. Cause let me see how the fuck I feel right now. Wait, c- carry a list of positive emotions you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. Like I like my hair today or some shit like that. Or negative. Like just write them, write the emotions down. Hmm. I don't know. You know, what's a hard uh, question to answer. Like, Sometimes you when somebody asks you, "Are you happy?" Mm-hmm. Is that easy for you to answer? Oh, uh, yeah. Just yes. Typically, like, just generally, like I found that once I started practicing gratitude, I'm more. You know, I can find a lot of reasons, mm-hmm. more reasons to be happy than sad. Mm-hmm. You know, so typically the answer is yes. Now, mm-hmm. some do I get sad? Absolutely. You know, but overall, overall I just like I'm happy. Yeah. I think a lot of people will be surprised that just gratitude will resolve a lot of it mental do. anguish. It really do. It really does. There's a person real close to me. There's a person real close to me in my life, right? And I, I just feel like she doesn't practice gratitude. Mm-hmm. And this is why you upset. You can't see the goodness in anything in your life. Nothing. You don't see nothing positive. You don't have anything to smile about and be happy about. Meanwhile, I see a million trillion things that I don't that I be having to deal with that you don't got to deal with, and you find a reason to be fucking mad every morning when you wake up. Right. You gotta find gratitude. Just uh, when I wake up in the morning, I be waking up like. Did I say thank you? (laughs) I say thank you. I hit the lottery again. God damn it. (laughs) That's how I feel. Not about waking up because I mean, whether I wake up or not, I I'm not overly concerned about living or dying Mm -hmm. at this point in my life. I've I'm just Every grateful, day we I'm live just grateful to wake up again because, you know, and then, you get another day. And I think another thing that helped me to uh, practice a new level of gratitude for myself is I have MS, you know, and each day I wake up with my eyes, my vision, a- able to swallow my Period. feet working. It's like, yes, mm-hmm. I'm winning out here. So it's just hard for me to really, really feel like 
sad. You right. know, my niece is 25 and she has lupus. And God, I wish I don't want to. I don't want to take the disease on, but I know I'd be able to manage it better than her. Mm-hmm. I I feel sorry for her, but that helps me. So I I'm healthy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She's in pain at 25 years old right. every day. Right. You know what I'm saying? She's taking all of this medicine. I don't have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So even just having be be grateful for having good health. Absolutely. Because you don't want to be alive and sick. It's not fun. Or just look at the Congo, the people in Palestine, the people in Israel. All these reasons why you should be grateful for whatever misfortune you're experiencing right now. These $8 eggs we got. Be grateful (laughs) that you got access to $8 eggs, you know. So Man, I'm about to start stealing eggs. I ain't gonna lie. Well, bring me a Bring me a dozen. Why to start stealing eggs? This shit is ridiculous. Like, why are the eggs eight ninety nine? Bring me a dozen, baby. I'm confused. Please, I need it. All right. So the last one is keep learning. The journey never ends. While this article helpfully hopefully helps with pointers, there is a strove of excuse me. There is a trove of wonderful material out there that can be of guidance in your ever evolving journey towards self awareness. Read and learn about the psychology and practices of self awareness. Get excited about it. Um, get excited about getting the knowledge that will help you learn about yourself, y'all. This is from actual, um, this is from NBCnews.com, this particular article that I read out the different ways mm-hmm. to cultivate more self-awareness. Because well, this is like what people it. need. People, motherfuckers just walk around here, not in control of their own vessel. They're being operated by demons. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you out here hurting people because you're hurt. Right. That's really what it is. That's all it is. But I don't know, man. We we live in some times, but it's definitely a time to be alive. The shit that we are witnessing in this world today is unprecedented. We will be in history books. Mm-hmm. Where you want to be at? Do you know who you are? Yes. Who I'm are Tamala you? Nicole Bowen, the daughter of Brian Hart and Sarah Hart, and I'm a loving, kind soul, and I love y'all. Girl, I'm people about to... Put your social security number in somewhere. Got your I ain't giving them my social security. Listen, <laughs> they can't do nothing with my shit right now. You might be able to help me, goddamn. <laughs> Look, please do something with my damn credit so I can blame you student loans and taxes and all type of shit on y'all ass. I didn't do that. I didn't do none of that. <laughs> this, these credit cards. I'm appalled. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, prove it wasn't me. Right. <laughs> I don't know, man. This is Shashat. That's who I am. Okay. I am here to gain knowledge and share with people to help. That's my purpose on this realm. I don't know. To help. I think mine is to spread joy, love, and goodness all the days of my life. I guess. That's what I want to do. Yeah. I want to spread awareness. I want people to be aware of what the fuck is going on around them and in them. Yeah. (laughs) People be walking around here just aimlessly, like shit's sweet, mm-hmm. and it's not. Y'all, we are slowly becoming a third world country. I don't know if y'all see it or not, oh, but yeah. it's happening. Yeah. So what are we going to do? Barbecue and mildew. Anyway, y'all, listen, do your bre- best practices. Breathe in, breathe out, do your journaling. Talk to a good friend, somebody who's going to help you hold that mirror up. Go take all the wig wig off and take your lashes off and all the shit and go stand in the mirror and actually look at yourself. Go stand in the sun. Without the wig? Without your wig. Oh, shit, bitch. You asking for too much. (laughs) (laughs) You ask, listen, I just to say how my scalp needs some fucking sun. I'm going to do it one day. I'm going to ride a bike with two pigtails down the side. All right, y'all. If you enjoyed this episode. Shut up, bitch. That's my part. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) y'all. 
some dumb bitch stories. Y'all acting like y'all ain't got nothing going on in life. Like y'all so self-aware. And we know y'all be listening because y'all be commenting exactly uh, in the reviews, telling us what y'all don't like. Right. Tell us, share your share your stories with us, man. Right. Anyway, y'all listen. If you enjoyed this episode, tune in. You know, become more self aware and tune in every Thursday on your iHeartRadio app, wherever the fuck you get your podcast at. This is your co-host AJ Holiday is two on Instagrams. I did uh take the I am AJ Holiday. Maybe I'll go over to that one one day. Oh, wait, you got you mm-hmm. got that one too? I might change up, switch it up on these motherfuckers. Anyway, what you got going on, Sam? Y'all, once again, I remind y'all that you are loved by me every week. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. It's official Tam Bam on Instagram. Y'all follow me. And remember to speak now. And never hold your peace. Deuces. Bye-bye. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.